How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, we write some sexy stories. We talk about stand-up comedy. And we find out what made Bob say this. First of all, she was not scamming, okay? First of all, you know the Peter Pan buses are notoriously expensive. Everyone knows that. And we find out what made Monet say this. Oh, so also, Jacob's not your friend. Jacob's not your friend. Confirmed. Good to know. Jacob, you heard it. Hey, y'all, before we start this episode, I want you to know that I am coming to Chicago on September 22nd to do my show, Life Be Lifing, that I did at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's a standing ovation every night, so I'm like, and Bob might even come. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't know if he's going to come. Um, I'm going to be doing- I will not be attending. I'm boycotting the show, and I advise you to do the same thing. If you if you, <laughs> and if you you do go, you'll see why I'm saying you should boycott. It is an incredibly problematic show. Um, Monet was almost, it was one of the most controversial shows that happened at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. There were protests outside practically every day, except on the last day, because the protesters uh, were hosed down because Monet was in conjunction with the, with the uh, local uh, law enforcement. So if you want to go see possibly one of the most problematic shows you've ever seen in your life, then I say go do it. But if you, if that's not your thing, then stay home. Which will be at the Park West in Chicago on September 22nd. And then I'm coming to Portland on October 13th. And then um, Seattle, well, not Seattle, the Birmingham Festival um, on um, October 14th. So look out for those dates and you can get tickets at monetexchange.com. And I 
will be on the road in October on the celebration tour. So come see me and um and Madonna and in some some uh place. Are you excited about this show? Uh, like, uh, and I'll be on the road. Uh, me and uh what's her name? Uh, Madonna and uh well, the, the tour is really selling itself. I don't think I'm the selling point. You know what I mean? So I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not under the you are the selling point. I want you. I want you to think a little bit. But cool. You are the selling point for a lot of us. That's why we're going to see the show. I'm I, okay. I I hate whenever I say something that feels real, really realistic. And someone's like, no. Listen, I'm very confident, and I believe in myself. But I'm, but I'm aware that Madonna, Madonna Ciccone is the selling point for this tour, and that is that does not hurt my feelings in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Nor does it devalue me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Well, yeah. listen, we want you to know, Bob. We love and support you, and we're coming off to see you, baby. Okay, bitch, shut the hell up. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about something else, actually. What? Um, I recently found out that the book it by Stephen King has a very problematic um, scene at the end of the book. And let's do a trigger warning before we talk any more about this. And yeah, we'll do a trigger warning for anyone who's, it's, it's, uh, 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 this involves violence against minors. Yeah, sure. I mean, the whole book kind of involves violence against minors. There's, there's a lot of uh, uh, child abuse in the book. Um, but at the end of the book after they defeat it mm -hmm. you know there's like a bunch of kids they're all like 11 and 12 years old yeah i know that there's an orgy really the kids have an orgy in the sewer like a i mean like a sexual orgy like these are these kids are leading the sexual orgy by themselves in the sewer a sexual orgy the the, the kids the the boys take turns Having sex with the one girl in graphic detail. Whoa. It is very strange. I do not know how a lot of us did not know about this in this book, but it is incredibly graphic. It is very, very strange. And I do not, I just don't understand how or why it made its way into the book. What is the point in the story? Is it trying to. Because, like, does one of the boys become it? Or is this, like, why the girl becomes Stephen the next King it? says it is about a transition from childhood to adulthood. Got a it. loss of innocence is what Stephen King says it is. But also, I, I think there's a I lot of I also think there's, like, some weird plot point where they're, like, in the sewers and they're lost and trying to get out. And the orgy somehow correlates to them being able to make their way out of the sewers. Well, she's trying to help the boys calm down. So she has sex with all of them. So it's not, so they're not like raping this woman, this young girl. No, it is. It they're consensual. I mean, the short answer: no one's, no one's forcing themselves. I don't think children can be consensual, but no one's forcing themselves on any on anyone. It's just, it was the book is like making it like it's her idea, and she's like, let's all have sex with me, one at a time. And I was like, this is so weird, and I just don't understand how. Like what? Yeah. Like I've written before, right? I don't know that my hands have ever gone in that direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you ever think you could write a sexual novel? Like Joan Collins? Um, maybe. Who's Joan Collins? She's like a really, uh, she's like a big, she wrote a lot of those uh, Fabio kind of novels, like women's novels about like romance like romance novels and they would oftentimes talk about sex in them you know i could probably describe sex pretty well if i if i if i really uh put my put my mind to it you know what I mean? let's do it oh so we're gonna do an improv we're gonna we're each, each gonna write and we'll say um uh okay you, you want to go first bob I, or should i go first you go first you seem pretty jazzed about it so as Derek and Marshall came off of their date that evening and um, Derek stood in the foyer of the building and invited Marshall to come in, they both lusciously walked into the elevator and ascended to the 21st penthouse floor. How do you lusciously walk to the elevator? Like this. Lord. All right, so I'm, I'm going to interrupt. I'm gonna... 
when they oh when um as Marshall I don't know whose apartment we at I forget because Bob interrupted me, but as Marshall lets Derek into his flat, they begin to Derek Derek holds the back of Marshall's left hip, and turns Derek into him, and they begin to French kiss. <laughs> Marshall pushing his tongue ever so gently but forcefully into Derek's throat. <laughs> and Derek receives this information well. And then they go to the bed and Marshall takes out his eight and a half inch uncut penis that was dripping with precum and he submerged it into <laughs> Derek's orifice again and again. Which and again. one? Which orifice? It's for you to decide the reader. This is an interactive story. That was, that was interesting. <laughs> I got to write. How did you feel? I gotta that write. I'm, I'm a good writer. I got to write. I can't just do it off the, off the top of the dome. Okay, I guess now I have to do one. Um, um, <clears throat> coming home from a hard night's work, Carl was completely exhausted, which is understandable. He does not love his job. He did not does not love his family. He does not love where he lives. But there is one thing that he does love. So he opened his phone and he went to the apps. He realized they had more hits than usual. His his phone was like lighting up like like a scoreboard. <laughs> he found he scrolled through the messages. A lot of hi, hey, sub, sub, pictures. But there's one smile that really seemed to stick out to him. He clicked on the profile. And it just said, do you want to know? Well, it's Pete Carl's curiosity. So he messaged back and said, I do want to know. And the profile simply responded with a location. Mm-hmm. So Carl was, of course, incredibly nervous and didn't know what to do. And then the next message said, Write this address down. You have 20 minutes to get here. Write it down now. And then he sent a picture of his face. So, obviously, Carl wrote down the address. And by the time he wrote down the last letter, he was blocked. With one final message that said, come find me. So Carl didn't know what to do, so he immediately opened his phone and shared his location with his best friend, Gina. Waiting downstairs, it was a little bit of a cold day in New York City. It was in February. Carl's dressed in more clothes than he feels sexy in, but enough clothes that he feels handsome. He heads out to this home. He realizes it is in pretty far in New Jersey. By the time he makes it out there, every light on the property is on including the car. Carl goes up to the front door and knocks. Then he hears a beep, beep, and he realizes his handsome gentleman is waiting in the car. Carl opens the door and says, Hey, are you the guy from, are you the guy from the app? Then he says, come find out. So, Carl hops in the back seat. Then he had the picture. The heat is on. The heat is on. It feels very nice and warm. Carl started to take off his coat and they immediately started kissing. Carl's never been in a situation like this before. And the guy says, are you into kink? And then Carl goes, I'll try anything once. And the guy said, you'll do what? And as he forms his mouth to go, I'll try. The guy just spits in his face and grabs his throat. And says, we're going to have fun tonight. And then he rips Carl's pants open and just hops on top. And it was a very titillating 37 seconds. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, okay. Should we challenge ourselves to write a one-page graphic story and post it to Patreon? I mean, one page, we should give yourself more than a page. You should give yourself like 10 pages, I think. I could do 10 pages. Or like whatever. Just we, we're gonna write a we, we, we're gonna write a scene, however long the scene is for you. Let's see. I'm gonna give myself 10 pages. It's a short story, and I wanted to get it done in about 10 pages. Okay. And let's do it. But also, no, no, I don't want to do this because you're not gonna do it. And I, 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 do I, it. I found myself I like, the center. I, no. I am gonna do it. I like writing. Writing is the thing I enjoy doing. Money, this, this, we're still waiting for you to make that address. I, I've been duped by you a lot of times, and I will let's not be happy on now. I'm not gonna do let's it. Work on it. We, we, the shake, the, by the way, no shake we've ever done has ever made you ever come through. We never shook on it before. We'll shake on it. That's a lie. That is an. I have footage of you shaking to that you're going to make that dress and you never made it. That's not true. Let's shake on. It. I will. I will, I will write. I will write a short or short story. I like writing. I'm very good at writing. Let me let me go ahead and pull up this footage right now of you literally shaking my hand and saying you're going to make. The, listen, look right now. This is one of those fool me once, shame on you. I'm not agreeing to this. This is a. That you and by the way, y- y'all will be waiting on this until the until the end of time. Okay, I'm come I'm, take my hand. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for sure. Okay, y- y'all y'all wait around for this. Y'all wait around for this uh for this fan fiction if you want to. Y'all gonna be sitting looking crazy as hell. Um, but if you do, I'll read it. I'll be very happy. And then I'll write mine after you write yours. Whatever. After I see that yours is submitted. I'm, yeah, I mean, there was a, they had a time, like, I really was interested in writing, um, like, young adult fiction, but, like, sci-fi fiction, like, about, like, what gay, grade? Like, this about, gives grade. This uh, gives, like, This would be, school. like, this would be high school, like, like, uh, think, like, 16 and up, like, like, 17 and up. Something about I know you hate, writing you hate that kind of so stuff. high school to me. That's I did not I I have never even once uh, articulated that idea ever. I've never well, I've never like given euphoria. the insinuation that I hate the kind of stuff. Like you don't like euphoria. Like you don't like I don't like euphoria because it's high schoolers. It's not because it's sex. It's just I don't like TV shows about high schoolers. But that that's what I mean. Well, this would be this would be about high schoolers. Like seventeen is high school. No, I was. But what what I was saying is the reason why it gives high schoolers to me is because I what I was saying was that kind of writing. That kind of smut writing gives high school to me because of how popular it was when I was in high school. When I was in high school, you know, Sister Soldier was at her uh, height and Cold Winter Ever was really popular. And that's the grade I was in. So it was just one of those things that was just so high school. But I'm sure there were other, there were adults reading them. But for me, it takes me back to when I was in high school. But I've never said I do not like smut books. No, no, I like to read. Uh, there's a couple of Reddit. Like, like would you Reddit uh thread Reddit subgroup that that will that will that uh basically have people like writing out like dirty stories that I read sometimes. He's frozen, Jacob. In fact, in fact, I will tell you about one of those stories when we get back. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Attention. Attention. Do you want to get a more chiseled look in your jawline, girl? Well, let me tell you. Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XE. Juvederm Volux XE is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it's the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XE. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Baby, get that jaw together, honey. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right. So, so yeah, there, there are a couple of subreddits where you can have these, like, they, they basically, people are, which honestly part of me is like, y'all, some of these are really well written and y'all should not be wasting it in Reddit for free. Like, and you know, there's like, there's like a Reddit strike for a day. When I went back on Reddit, some of my favorite subreddits were gone. I was like, well, where are they? And they went private. Yeah, I saw that. Um, what, 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 I was, what I was saying before, like, would you watch something like Heartstopper? What's Heartstopper? It's this, like, gay coming-of-age story show on Netflix that's about, like, high schoolers, like, coming out. And, and I will no. say, I, I watched season one of Heartstopper. And I'm watching season two, and I can't. It's too G. It's too, like... He held my hand. I'm like I that I I I I can't get into it. I can't get into that. For me, it's just the young. I don't want to see young people like doing stuff. Like I'm not interested in in uh, young people like hanging out and stuff. It just doesn't. It doesn't speak to me. That's what I, I mean, was saying. Say by the bell kind of speaks to me. Wait, what? What what speaks to you? Saved by the bell kind of speaks. Saved mm. by the bell. Saved by the bell kind of speaks to me. And family matters kind of speaks to me. And they're they're young. But it was just different. Maybe that's because I was so young when it happened. But since I've been an adult, there's kind of there's really not been anything about like young people that I've just that I'm interested in. Which, by the way, there's not, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, I'm not saying that's, that's wrong. But I couldn't watch Riverdale. I couldn't watch Euphoria. I I can't. I, can't. I just can't. Yeah. Like, when, I wanted. Like, when I went to high school, I had um. I wanted to. I mean, I, and I still want to honestly. Like write like a seventeen plus like, you know, uh uh books book about like these in my mind, they're these like young adult, like eighteen, nineteen gay <coughs> vampires. But they're also like these like fucking like superhero vampires and they're like it's like it's like Blade meets Twilight meets fucking Euphoria in my mind. Like that's what this story is. And I and like I have like these like little like uh like thousand two two thousand word things I've written about it before. Maybe I'll share them on Reddit. I mean Reddit on Patreon. Yeah, I mean, are there any like the the Google Drive? No, I have them. I have the just have them on my computer. You know, most of my writing is obviously uh, comedy and stand up based. And I started writing stand up comedy when I was like eighteen years old. Mm. When I started, what was your inspo? Someone once said to me to do your first set, just rant, write about what you write about what you hate, and 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 then you'll find the humor in that. And that's really what I did. I just wrote about stuff I hated. That was my that was my first ever. Do you still have it? Stand up set. Um. Um, like the handwritten stuff. No, I mean, oh, it was handwritten. Storage probably somewhere. Yeah. Got it. Handwritten. Yeah, girl. This was. 
it's might be before Google Drive, or at least before I knew about Google Drive. This is like two thousand. Uh, this is like two thousand five, two thousand six. Work is when I started writing stand up, and I didn't actually I didn't actually make my way on to stage until it was two thousand nine. Oh wow! So I was sitting on the material for like three years. Um. Oh wow. And I mean, did you would you would you do it for people, or would you do it for like your for what's the name of chastity, clarity, and 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 and, char- and charity? There are the Cosopolises, uh in chastity. Um, and no, I, I mean, I think maybe I mentioned it to 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 Chas a couple times. Um, but I really started doing it with uh, when when I when um me and Michelle, I remember Michelle, who's also a performer. So Bobby and Lindsay and Chastity weren't performers. Um, Bobby was a, he's like a, uh, restaurateur and Lindsay, I think worked in admissions at like a college and Chastity, uh, Chastity's my friend from college and she, what did Chast do? Well, at the time Chast worked at Barnes and Noble and I worked at the Jekyll High Club, but none of them were performers. But then I moved, then me and Michelle moved in together. Michelle was, me and Michelle were constantly encouraging each other to go. Was she a comedian? Do stuff and. Is Michelle a comedian? No, Michelle's Michelle's an opera singer and an actor. I know that. But we were always encouraging each other to go do stuff. Like she was, she she had this persona called uh, New York City Opera Girl, and she'd go into the subway and she would sing like opera. Uh, and I would like go by and like start the tipping off. Like I would be the first person to tip Michelle, and then that would like start people tipping or something like that. Or I'd be her first person in her crowd, and she would come to my drag shows, and she. Like I, it was. We had a very interesting relationship, me and Michelle. Back it was like just two young artists in New York City trying to make it. Back when I was in high school, me and um my high school girlfriend Lamara, um rest in peace, Lamara, love you so much. Um and uh we had this group called like Train Station Ministries. It was like six of us, and we would be up in the train station singing like these songs we would like write together, and we used to make like bang. We would sit right on the Forty Second Street. Seventh uh, Avenue entrance, right there, um, of the of the of the two three one, like going to the shuttle over there, and we would sit there with a bucket or something, and we would just be singing these like songs, and we would be like, we would make money, girl, and I mean for me, I us money. back then, like for, back then, it was maybe like um, I don't know, uh, let's say one day we would make like five hundred, six hundred bucks. Broke, you're broke. <laughs> I actually have a recording of it. This is us. We, 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 this is recorded on someone's sidekick. You can imagine fat sketchers, Kevin. That's me singing the bass. Did you ever do jokes in the subway, like sell jokes for money? Um, I mean, I, I tell jokes for money all the time. But I mean, like in the subway. I've like, never done stuff thing? in the subways. I know, I know. No, I used to busk, but never doing jokes. I mean, I, I, me and uh, a couple of my friends used to sing and drag on the train. Um, but I only did like once or twice. They did a lot. I only did like once or twice. What you um, singing? Uh, almost every time, Proud Mary. I left a good job in the city. Almost every time. So you'd be sitting on the train, and two drag queens would come through and start singing Proud Mary. These big ass drag queens come through. Do you have a microphone and like one of those um, bigger things, or like just just your own little your, your two little vocal cords? Just acapella, acapella, hand claps, enthusiasm, and joy. How much would you make? And uh, um, I feel like. I only did like once or twice. I mean, Honey LeBronx and Frosty Flakes did it a lot. Um, and I feel like in like a busy day, they would make like 700, 800 bucks. That's not a bad day. Because going from car to car, you make more money. Because going from car to car, you just kind of like just keep going up and down. There's 10, there's 10 cars on every train, right? <laughs> so let's say you make 10 bucks per car. You're going to make 100 bucks per train. Yeah. You do it ten times, you made a thousand dollars. Well, you, you know? know, 
Well, you know, so when I again, I especially I, if you say your goal, especially if you say out loud, I just want to make a, I just want to make ten dollars. It's at least a hundred dollars. I can make ten dollars, right? Yeah. When I was, um, I would ride the train to school, and there was this one woman, Bob. I forget what she was. She was this short, um, heavier white woman with a short haircut. And from the time I started going to high school in ninth grade, which I was, uh, was that thirteen? From thirteen until I want to say when I was still living in New York City, one time, right before the pandemic, I was going on a train going somewhere, and I saw this same woman trying to make enough money. She said, I need a hundred bucks to get to Philadelphia to get my kids. She had been doing that since I was 13. In 2019, I was 29. Uh, what, what, no, I'm not 29. Yeah, I was 29. She was for, for <laughs> that amount of time, she's been trying to make it. She's been scamming the system to get a hundred dollars to get to Philadelphia to get to, to meet her kids. I, when I was on a train and I saw her, my mouth, I, my mouth, I could, I was like, is this bitch still on this train trying to tell this story? Like, this is over about two decades. This was crazy. First of all, she was not scamming, okay? First of all, you know the Peter Pan buses are notoriously expensive. Everyone knows that. Also, her kids are grown now, right? <laughs> so they're still her kids. Like, just because your kids are grown, she just wants to go visit her kids. Maybe she goes once a week. Maybe she's earning money to go see her kids. If anyone has ever seen this lady on the two train, is always on the, the the two three line one train. If you have ever, I'm sorry, you never seen her. I think she's only only on Express actually. If you've ever seen this lady, please comment in the section. I know a lady below. on the one train who um, was pregnant for like four years. <laughs> I know a lady on the, on the one train. I mean, she was pregnant for like four years. She never showed. She was like, hey, guys, I'm pregnant. And I was like, is she going to ever have this baby? Or is she going <laughs> to? I was like, I, was like, I think this is a condition. This is a, a, a this pregnancy is, a, I don't know, what's the, what's the term for this kind of pregnancy? But there's something going on here. Um, it's okay. a cartoon character pregnancy. For me, I think that in terms of pursuing a career in stand-up comedy, you know, being a, New York, a working New York City girl and doing, you know, what I was doing seven nights, seven shows a week, I think that what it wasn't exactly stand-up comedy, but a lot of being because you know, because like Bob and I said before, the drag shows in New York City are a little different than other places. Like typical shows in New York City, they're either solo shows, or duet shows. We don't have like the typical model of. The one host with a cast of nine girls and each girl just does a number and the host does the talking thing. Like in New York City shows, especially to work a lot, you kind of have to be able to hold your own in a fucking bar with people for you by yourself for two hours at a time. So that's what I was doing for a long time. So I was in in a way writing material and doing stand-up, but I was not calling it that. And I think up until two years ago was when I first, uh, my agent was like, you know what? I think you can do stand-up. I was like, I can't do stand-up. He's like, yes, you can. I was like, no, I cannot. And then he challenged me. She was like, I'm with the agent. To sit my black ass down and just sit down and just try to write material. And I did that. And at first it was like a mess. And I went back, I, I rented by some friends and I did some other things. And, you know, and I developed my stand-up, uh, my stand-up chops. And I'm still learning stand-up and I'm still learning how to do stand-up and make it like the, you know, this fucking great, amazing thing. But I love doing stand-up. It's so fun. But not until two years ago did I um, start doing stand-up. Do you consider do you consider yourself a stand-up comedian? I consider myself a stand-up comedian. I think I was a stand-up comedian back when I was doing Drag in New York City and I was, and I was for all intents and purposes, doing stand-up. Um... Uh, I think that my I think that my path to stand up was different than other people because not a lot of I mean there are a lot of drag queens that are doing stand up now like I guess not really who, who are drag queens that like are doing stand up you know what I mean obviously you Bianca um, Trixie myself Jackie Beat does stand up Jackie Flame Monroe does stand up who Diane on the road Flame Monroe oh Flame Monroe Flame yeah. Monroe mm -hmm. does stand up. Um, uh, there's the um the woman you did the roast with. The drag queen I did the roast with. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking. Sorry, never mind. I didn't realize we were just talking. About, I thought we were talking about drag queens specifically. Yeah, drag queens specifically. Um, other other drag queens who do stand. 
There's probably some I don't know. You know what I mean? But I find I find stand-up very, very rewarding because it's like you writing your own material and things that you think are funny and and seeing how people respond to that and also just allowing yourself to be in the moment and like respond to things in time and come up with material in real time and like hearing how that goes and be like, oh, people really like that. And then you do it more and you workshop it more and you massage the material more to make it even better. Like I find I find science oh my God, I find stand-up very rewarding and I really enjoy doing stand-up. You know, I've been doing stand-up for a, for roughly 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roughly 15 years. And, you know, what yeah, I you find um, interesting and what I find interesting about stand-up is um, people make these arbitrary words. I saw this guy online being like, you know what makes something, you know, he's like, the most important thing about comedy is distance. It's distance. And I was like, what? And he was trying to describe. You know what? I'm, I'm going to distance you from that story. And I'll, we'll, we'll get closer when you come back from the break. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back... I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. So he was saying like, but he was saying like, oh, it's distance and how far you are from the material that makes it funnier. And I was like, well, that's actually not true. Can you, can you explain that? I don't, I, I don't understand. In my opinion. Distance as in? He was trying to say like, I think he was saying like, for example, if Honestly, I have a hard time understanding what he meant by it, but it seemed like he was trying to say, like, the further removed you are from the source material, the funnier it can be. Or maybe he was saying the closer you are to the source material, the funnier it could be. He was trying to see one of those, but it, but it wasn't a great analogy. It wasn't, it wasn't a perfect um, description of it. And what I was trying to say is that, honestly... I think one of the most important things about comedy is just relatability. And what has to happen is someone has to relate to your sense of humor. Someone has to think that the way that you're seeing things is interesting and relate to that. Even if they couldn't think of it themselves, even if they know they could never think of it themselves, they can relate to the way you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Or if they go, Oh, I would have never thought of that. Or, or they say, Oh, now I can see how that person would think that, you know, for example, Whenever I say, um, I say, um, why is he- like why is heaven a gated community? Why is there a gate? Who lives next door? What's going on in purgatory? You know, the idea is someone else is like, oh, I've never thought that heaven would be a gated community. It never occurred to me there's a gate around heaven. How big is heaven? What's going on in there? Why is there a gate? How long does Saint Peter stay at the front at, at the door? Does is Saint Peter just eternally at the door? Is there a waiting line? Do we have to wait in line? Does Peter come back in the? Does Saint Peter come back in the morning, or is Saint Peter just twenty four seven nonstop checking people into heaven the whole time? Why are the streets paved in gold? 
it is gold the most is the best thing the paper it's like so many things you can think of like that mm-hmm. um and if someone you know or, or someone's like my mom used to say the same thing i know i never noticed moms do do that thing where they where they um where they you know turn around and give you a speech before you go into the before you go into the store i thought that was just my mom not me relating to you realizing that's something that everyone's mom does Mm-hmm. And if you can think of the things that everyone else is thinking, but find a way to articulate it in a way that they wouldn't think to think of it or think to say it, then that's tended to be where people think you're a good comedian, in my experience. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think relatability is a very big part of make that makes um that makes com that, that makes stand up slash comedy resonate with a lot of people. But and there are also so many different there's so many uh different types of stand up too. I think that when I was uh I mean, one of my favorite stand-up comedy specials I've ever seen was the Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, um, the beginning uh, special. It's it's today still like my favorite comedy special. I think I think it's so funny. A lot of it is that relatability, but also the way that Ellen is um, crafting stories to me particularly speaks to what I found what I find really enjoyable about stand-up. Like I love a good storyteller and someone who and Bob knows this. I love a good callback. When a, when a comedian has a has a callback, especially when it's one that you do not see coming, like not even a little bit. It's so it's like one of my favorite the uh, devices in, in in comedy. What what's what's one of your favorite specials? Uh, I think my favorite sketch is probably Never Scared by Chris Rock. Mm. I love Never Scared. It's just so I, I used to watch it once a week growing up. It's really, really uh brilliant. I love uh I love, love, love Queens of Comedy. Queens, Queens of, of Comedy, Comedy was so just such a brilliant, brilliant special. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of all of those ladies, Miss Laura, Samore, Monique, Adele, Adele Gibbons. I think they're all just brilliant uh, comedians. I love uh, Chandelier Status by Samore. It's another great um, stand-up comedy special. Um, I Could Have Been Your Cellmate by Monique is another great stand-up really comedy special. Um, uh, Not Normal. What's it called? Not Normal. What's one of Sykes's, uh The one with, the one which was you wearing the white suit? I think it is not normal. It's called not normal. Yeah, yeah, not normal was a great one. That, that's a recent. That's a recent special. I also this is where Monet is gonna. I'm really gonna lose Monet. I'm gonna lose Monet here. What? But Bo Burnham's what special was very good. Very good. Bo Burnham has some really good specials. I'm not saying okay. I want to say this. I never said that Bo Burnham's comedy special. Come out publicly against Bo Burnham. Fight I've him. I've literally never said that. Fight Listen, him. I've never insinuated that. I've never said that. She's not funny. No, I did not. It's just I did not, not funny. Say any of those things. I Bob was insistent, like as Bob does. Like one day you have to watch a special. I'm like, I'm not interested. Was it funny? Bob, say it again. Was it funny? I haven't watched a special. So you don't want to watch it just because I said you should watch it? Your no. whole reason for not watching it is because I said you should watch it? No, because his type of comedy doesn't did not resonate with me. I've seen other things of Bone Burnham before. I'm have you seen this comedy? Yes. What have you seen? What have you seen of Bone Burnham? Like clips online. Like I've like you, you don't have to watch someone's whole special to not ever see a new comedy. Can you like can you, can you like describe maybe describe something you saw that he did? Like what what's his style? But was this was like this was like years ago? I no, I cannot I cannot bitch I can't remember what I had, what I did this can you morning. Describe like a little bit like kind of like. Describe like a little bit, like kind of like what it was like. What, what kind of style of Can you describe it? No, I can't. Anyway, um, what's gonna say to you? So, oh. so you don't know. So you don't know anything about it. You just know. You don't know. Let me just get this clear. I you don't know anything about it. Uh, no, like, you, you don't have to get it clear. I'll tell you what it was. I remember watching it and being like, "Oh, he's fine. This comedy doesn't resonate with me." And I moved on to the next thing I was watching. That's what happened. What was the comedy that you? What was it though? What was it? you remember? What it was? I don't remember the jokes, Bob. And why you? I'm not engaging with this. Anyway, have you ever had a heckler at your show? I was wondering, was it? Was it? I said it. Was it? Was it like traditional stand up? Was he doing like the yuck yucks? Have you was ever he, had, Was he hosting? Have you ever had a heckler at your show? I've had a lot of hecklers on my show. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've, I mean, I've never had it at my like at my in my traditional stand up things, but I mean, I used to have hecklers back in the bars while we'd be doing stuff, but not at um, any stand up shows. No. Yeah, I've had a lot of hecklers in my day. I've had I've had a lot of hecklers in my day, even at both of the bars. I had a heckler at Zany's uh, uh, in Nashville 
uh, about a week and a half ago. What did they say? This lady, this lady was like, I have a question. And I was like, uh, okay, I had a heck of a last really night. Like a, a Go ahead, continue. Forth. I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, this is not really like a back and forth type show. And she goes, I just have a quick question. And I was like, all right, well, now I got to hear the question that was so important that I had to stop my entire show so you could ask me. And then she goes, my husband does genital origami. And I said, well, that's not, that's not a question. Puppetry you of the penis. I feel like typically questions start with what, when, where, and why. Um, and sometimes even have an inflection going up in the end. Um not always, but typically. And yours had none of that. I feel like you just wanted to tell us that your husband has a large penis and you just really wanted us to know that. And then she said, uh, and then I was like, I was at the end of my show and I was like, all right, guys, anyway, I have to go. I said, and I was going to stay, but it's because of her. I was like, but because of her, I, I feel uncomfortable and now I'll be leaving. Do you need to, have a, you need to be well endowed to do genital origami? I don't really know what genital origami is. I'm assuming it's twisting your dick up into stuff. And or I your assume vagina. That you have to have a lengthy enough penis to, or a vagina. Um, but she said, this is true. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming we said genital origami. I'm assuming it refers to the twisting up of the penis. Uh, because, I mean, it might be hard to twist up a vagina. Or, but or, I think you, know, you can more so like mold it to look more. like. To, I mean, I don't have much. I don't have many experience with that. Is true. You could, you could probably, you could probably, you could probably mold them and pinch them and push them to to make things. But um, I'm assuming that if you want to tie, I'm assuming it's kind of like balloon animals. I mean, there was that that, that, that thing on HBO, um, puppetry the penis. Well, it was a real sex puppetry the penis. She did tell me to go home and, and um and Google general origami, and I never did. So I'm actually doing it right now. So to the lady who interrupted my show in Nashville, I am now Googling genital origami. Oh, it is Puppetry of the Penis. I think her husband was just in the show Puppetry of the Penis. Yeah, I used, I used to be obsessed with the little real sex clip on HBO back in like the late, early 2000s. I would like watch it in the room with the quiet and watch them do this. Like It was really engaging to me. Um, I had a heck of a last night. I think that the lady who interrupted my show is one of the, she's dating one of the guys who originated or created or does the show Puppetry of the Penis. That's what I'm thinking. Interesting. At the great outdoors, I had a heck of a last night. She was this woman. Oh, am I boring you? Am I boring you? You are with this um, Bo Burnham story. Um, and this woman, she was, it was, it, it was her birthday. And she she just had to let us know it was her birthday. And then so I'm doing my stuff. And then she goes, she's like standing up. It, this is an outdoor show. And unlike, and like in comedy clubs and whatever, you can typically see the first couple rows. But how this was lit, you could see like a lot of people. And then she's like getting up. Like everyone is, because yeah. it was seated. It was a seated outdoor thing. And she's like, just gets up. And she's just like, whoa. And I was like, girl, you are making noise. And I was like doing bits and forth back on her. And I, and I was like, she's like, she's like, She's like Monet, Monet. I was like, I was like, you are interrupting everyone. What? What do you have to tell me? She's like, it's my birthday. I was like, yeah, we all have one girl. And then she's like, but it's my birthday today. I was like, okay. And then um, I forget what she said, but it, but then security came out and they like had to they were gathering her. Like I think she was being she was doing something not right to the people by by her. And then security like had made her sit down. And I finished my set. Then Priyanka went to introduce JVN. And then Priyanka engaged with her and like brought her up to the stage and like talking because you cannot give these people the power. She's like, oh, because now the behavior that I'm doing is giving me the spotlight. So Priyanka's like talking to this bitch on the stage and then she's telling everyone that she's here on a date and she's like, but the date's with my boss. And I was like, oh. And then, <laughs> which is a strange situation. Anyways, then they have a haircut. Ooh. I know. So I have this one with that day once having a, which is one of my favorite moves I've ever done for a heckler who was telling me it was their birthday. And they were like, it's my birthday. And I was like, of course I didn't care. But I was like, oh, it's your birthday? And they were like, she was like, yeah. 
And then I was like, all right. So then I was, I started like meeting her on the way out to the audience. And I was like, let's all sing happy birthday. And then I walked her. I was like, and I was like, well, you know, we actually have cakes because sometimes or cupcakes to people who want to celebrate their birthdays with us. And we're singing happy birthday. And then I walk her to this door where the cakes are. And then I open the door and she goes out, but it was just an exit. And then I just closed the door on her. And she couldn't give a Oh my God, that's so mean. Open the door, she just went into like I don't know where she went outside, and I closed the door. And she was into just, the unknown. She was outdoors, into the unknown. That was one of my favorite moves I've ever done for sure. And then there's also, there's a video on me called like I think Bob the Drag Queen. If you Google Bob the Drag Queen heckler, or if you go to YouTube, type in Bob. Let me see Bob the Drag Queen. There's a video of me versus a heckler years ago on my YouTube page. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how to deal with a drunk at your show. It's called How to Deal with a Drunk at Your Show from eight years ago. It has 128,000 views. Um, and, you know, I feel like I do think that there, I don't think everyone needs to be doing stand up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that a lot of people want to do stand up because I think a lot of people just think to themselves, it's going to be easy. Like, stand up is going to be so easy. And I would say, you know, you really know if you can do stand-up, if you, if you go into a crowd that has, that has nothing to do with you. Especially for drag queens. I always say, if you are doing drag, if you want to do stand-up and you're a drag queen, I'm telling you right now, you have to be doing stand-up out of drag for straight audiences or for people who have no clue who you are. If you're just doing drag race, if you're just doing stand-up for drag race fans or for people who, who know you and love you, you will, you will never you'll never get funny. You have to be doing stand-up for people who have no clue who you are. Mm-hmm. I really firmly believe that. Um, have you ever done stand-up out of drag? Would you ever do it? I would do stand-up out of drag, for sure. I just like I like getting a drag. I like putting on cute clothes and being a beautiful woman. It's something that brings me a lot of joy. Um, you know, I mean, that, that, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking you if you like getting a drag. That's, that's not the point. That's not the point. Know, of the, I, the, we the, we the were kind of just like the point of the exercise. Back and forth with each other. Um, I yeah, mean, what I'm saying is, like, if I go, like, if if I go do, like, if I go do, like, for example, I did uh, at the at the LA Comedy Festival, I did like uh, 15, 20 minutes at Margaret Cho's show, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not getting in drag to do 15 minutes at the top of Margaret Cho's show, and no one here even knows, probably even knows who I am. You know what I mean? Um, and also, I want to be comfortable all night long. I don't want to be in heels. I want to. I just want to have a good time and have a good night. And, and I'm not getting paid. So I'm just, I just did it as like a bit. Like I popped in and said, hey, Mark, Mark, I was like, I can, I can keep you some time. You know what I mean? Um, so for that, I'm not going to get in drag. But for all of my own shows, yeah, I'm going to be in drag for those. Yeah. I've, there's a, I mean, also because, also because I'm not, because the stakes, I mean, not, not, not that the stakes are low, but when you're like doing stand up, it's not like I had to think about, oh, choreography, and I had to think about wearing a practical shoe so I can do this thing. I can kind of wear like something that feels a little impractical for me and do something I wouldn't typically wear because I'm not like jumping around salt, trying to do a split, trying to do a five, six, seven, eight. I'm just like in like a gorgeous look. You know what I mean? That's why I really enjoy it. But would you do, but would you, you should do some stand up in LA out of drag? I would. You should pop in at some spots and do stand up out of drag. I would for sure. Um, let me know. Well, not that I'm going to be home anytime soon, but I've been I've been doing the doing the uh, comedy store lately, which has been really fun for me. The comedy um, store, just like yeah, I love the comedy store. The comedy store is a, is a great spot. I went to Hot Chocolate. Oh no, sorry, Chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory a few weeks a few months ago, and it was such. First of all, it's like a it's like one of the hardest spots to like get in to do like a, a set there. It's like because it's it's they've built it up to be like this really thing, this like fucking dope night. But it was so you did it you you did a set there. No, I went to it, and the comedians there were just oh. so fucking funny. It was such a great night. It's it's like Sunday nights at nine p.m. at the Laugh Factory. Well, I think there's two shows. There's like a seven thirty and nine. I think it is a ten thirty as well. Well, I went to the nine o'clock show and it was just so good. Like I was like, I want to go to this all the time. It was just such a such a great night of comedy. I thought I used to be at the comedy store. You sure it's the Laugh Factory? It's the Laugh Factory. Maybe it moved. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering it wrong. It's the Laugh Factory for sure. Cause I thought it used to be at the comedy store. Maybe when I saw it a few months ago. I also it was... cannot believe how many 
Oh, yeah, it used to be. Well, who knows? I cannot believe how many comedy clubs I fucking work at the work at that don't even exist anymore. It makes me feel like an old fucking Betty. The where in New York? Yeah, girl. Uh, Caroline's Comedy Club was closed. Oh yeah, Caroline's did close. Did they, did they close after the pandemic because they couldn't afford it anymore? I don't. I don't know why they closed, but they did close after the pandemic. Yeah, Damn. or during the pandemic. Yeah, and then uh, Comics Comedy Club. I used to work at Comedy Comics Comedy Club back in like woof 2010, 2011. They they closed years. They closed way before the pandemic. Uh, the place where I filmed my first comedy special is closed. The place where I filmed my second comedy special is closed. <laughs> I didn't stop filming comedy. I was say you closing it down. Yeah, they were, Caroline's. They were open for thirty years. Aw, not all. Did you ever perform at Caroline's? I think Pat and I did. I did perform at Caroline's. I don't remember what it was for, but I did do. Why did I perform at? This is why I need really, really, really need to get my memory together. I need to like text Patty, but Patty, why did we do Caroline? She's like, girls, because we did the, but the, but the, 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 I don't remember though. I was at Caroline, so I don't remember why. Were you doing stand up? No, it was not stand up. I once got thrown out of Caroline's Comedy Club. Why? I was banned from Caroline's Comedy Club. I was banned from Caroline's Comedy Club. Actually. Why? Because I interrupted, because I interrupted Tracy Morgan's show. I was a heckler. Why? What, what, what did he say? I was once a heckler. Have you ever been a heckler? No. No. So you've never been on this, on that side of the heckle? Why were you heckling so him? I, I, Tracy, it was right after Tracy Morgan said that he would stab his son to death if he, if he was gay. And I didn't think that was funny. And he was booked at Caroline's on the day of the gay pride parade. While he was in all this heat, and I was like, not this. Not Caroline's booking him on Gay Pride Sunday. So I left the parade, and I went to a show where I had a ticket, and I had a poster of this boy who had been stabbed to death because he was gay. Mm -hmm. And I, when he was like 10 minutes into the show, I walked up to him, and I handed him the poster of the guy who had been stabbed to death because he was gay. And I asked him if he thought it was funny. And what did he say? And he took the poster from me and he propped it up on the chair and he made a joke about it. I don't remember the joke. I was terrified because his bodyguard was standing directly behind me. Like he was a massive man standing right behind me. I was in full drag too, by the way. I was in full drag. Um, his, his bodyguard was standing right behind me. And the reason I was mostly scared was because I was going to glitter him. Um, I had it in my mind that I was going to glitter him. Do you know what glittering is? You just throw glitter on someone? Yeah, you you cover someone who's shamed queer people in glitter. Um, and I had one of those confetti cannons. They used to shoot the confetti out. But I had emptied out all the confetti. And I I packed it. I had packed it with very, very fine glitter. How did you... Those have a foil over it. How did you... How did you... Doesn't that comp... I just pulled, I just peeled the foil. I just peeled the foil off or punctured, punctured it, dumped it out. And then, because because the the foil isn't what makes it, it's right? What keeps the confetti from falling out, right? I just pulled it off, emptied out the confetti, pumped in a bunch of uh, glitter. These are my activist days, by the way. I would not do this today. These are these are my activism days, and I <laughs> and I had my hand in my purse, and I was shaking, and I was so scared, and I chickened out, and I didn't do it. The last minute, I was gonna fucking pull that fucking confetti cannon and just. Right to the face, bitch. They would you would you they would have maybe thought it was a gun. You'd have been fucking arrested. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Well, that's why I was scared. I was gonna do it over his head and just have the confetti. Fall. Honestly, that would have been not even. No, if you that would have been like I look, womp, hate womp, that I didn't do. Womp, womp. Not a no. The point of it is that the point of it is that you're now covered in glitter. The whole point because because again, it wasn't confetti. It was glitter. So the whole point of it isn't that like you're like scared. The point of it is that now you look you look like the people that you're making fun of. That's oh, I get it, but I, this like this is fair. It's like yeah, and then glitter. But the, this action, <laughs> I 
Oh, you mean slightly glittering someone? You're like, and he's standing there. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Tracy Morgan knows who I am to this day. But if I ever did run into him, I don't think he'd he'd recognize me. Um, I, I, the, I, 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 uh, an amendment to what I said earlier. I, the last time I performed for a lot of straight people who probably didn't know who I was was the French Festival. So if, if, if you guys don't know what the French Festival are, it is like the French Festival is. It is this, uh, what Edinburgh French Festival is held in Edinburgh, and there are like thousands of shows. People coming from all over the world, and you you may not. It's like to go see experimental theater, a theater that you may not have seen otherwise. So oftentimes the people who are coming to this, they, they, a lot of people do, a lot, some people do know who you are, but some people don't. So just coming in to like watch the show and um, a really nice thing that we were getting about my show, I people were like, I really enjoyed that. I don't, I don't know who Monet is. I don't know who she was before, but I do like her now. It was really funny. So I guess that's probably the last time I performed for a lot of straight people who, who may not have who did not know that I was from Drag Race. They just saw me up in, up in drag. I was like, that's a really pretty lady. And she's funny. Straight guy. And tall. Straight guys who don't know who you are love to be like, I had no clue who you are. I don't know anything about you. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. I don't know. If, even if, if you would have died yesterday, the news would have never made it to me. If you would have been just, if I had a heart attack, fallen off your bed, passed away, and died in your hotel room, the news that you were a dead person would have never made it to me. That's how clueless I am to who you are. But you were very funny. They do. I think there's, you know, this. They really cool. be thinking that. They be thinking. They be thinking. They are giving the only compliment. They be like, "Bitch, I just gave the only compliment down." They want to signal that they're not a fag. They're like, just you know, I'm not a fucking faggot. That's why I don't know who you are. Um, but I still liked you, buddy, Buckaroo. And, and, and would you ever would you have someone write for you? I would for sure. I would have someone write for me. Um, I think that kind of like with makeup, I'm like, I would be nervous about it not sounding like me. Like that's my fear. Like someone else does my makeup. Anytime, anytime someone else does my makeup, I'm always like, which is it's not been a lot of times. It's been a handful of times. I'm always like, this is fine, but it doesn't look like me. I don't like it. Um, but I guess with jokes or something writing for you, there's a little more nuance in that because you can change things to your voice to sound like you. But having like someone like a whole thing for me seems a little like, well, I, I, w- I want it to be me. And also, I, yeah, I want it to sound like me. I want it to be me. What about you? You're pretty comfortable taking my jokes for the first part of your career in New York City. You, you didn't seem to mind that. Really? You Maybe some of those because that, that does not happen. You just you just mopped them up. You just used them like they were yours. I was like, oh, I said, oh, I said, but you, you wish. But by the way, there's no, there's no shame. I'm incredibly inspirational. I understand. No, you're perspirational. <laughs> you're perspirational. Money, you are literally the queen of soak it, soak, soak, girl, soak what up. Okay, don't. Yeah, I know you're not doing nobody's oh, sweat. Forgive me, I was sweating while I was dancing. You got me. So weird, money. I've seen you, money. I've seen, money. I've seen you fucking. Uh, I, I've seen you peel a banana and break a sweat. Okay, yeah, I've seen you take you a deep breath and break a sweat. Whole tour footage. Everyone in the first ten rolls of the Sibling Rivalry show has is this footage of you sweating like you done fucking swam from here to fucking to fucking Manhattan after the first number. Sweating. Hey, what, are you are you dry, are you drying those pictures? No, are you drying those pictures? But the difference is, I am and I am I am oh. acknowledging that you're oh. not. Oh, okay. This oh, thing okay. on stage, when did it I've seen you, bitch. I've seen you shut the car door and break a sweat. Okay, <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you open an envelope, bitch. I've, and a bee I've, I've rolls down. I have a hard thought on this podcast, and you sweating. So much, honey. I've seen. I've seen you in a well air conditioned room breaking a sweat, reading a book. Okay, <laughs> I, bitch. I've seen you on an Alaskan cruise sweating. You've never been on a cruise. I haven't, but I've seen the pictures, and, and there was sweat. <laughs> and I know that about you. Clock, <laughs> well, you never bitch. invite me. You Clock, invite all your bitch. other little friends. You invite Jacob. You invite Kennedy. You invite all your little friends, Mitch. But you never invite me to go on a cruise. Okay, first of all, Jacob's my partner. Kennedy's working. Oh, so also, um, Jacob's not your friend. I did invite Ocean Kelly. Jacob's not your friend. Confirmed. Good you to know. We're not friends. Jacob, you heard it. I do not talk to Jacob. Every time I talk to Jacob is when I'm here talking with you. Me and Jacob at home, we sit at home together in the same room. Jacob and I do not share. We don't even look at each other. And Jacob, he better not look it. at me either. Wow. I can't believe you denounced Jacob as a friend. Wow. Interesting. 
Jacob and knows what yeah, whatever. Maybe if we're you weren't friends with your man, you'd be able to keep them. I would Jacob says something like that. Jacob um, sounds like a real housewife. Oh, also, by the way, within of Potomac or <laughs> something. Jacob right sounds now. like a real housewife in Richmond. Um, a patron, uh, you can go watch um, several of me and Monet's uh, solo shows available on the Patreon. Call me by Monet. The entire show is available on the Patreon. If you're already a patron, you might as well go ahead and, and watch it. And if you're not, come join. You can see um, Crazy Black Lady, my solo show, which is, uh, these both shows have both comedy in them. And then you can also see my stand-up comedy special, Woke Man in a Dress, also available on um, the Patreon. So you have at least three full shows that you can go see on our Patreon at any given time. Patreon. What year was Corbin? Corbin Monet was 2018. So like there it is. That's when I did that show, 2018. Wow. This feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, they, we need to make we need to make a uh, we need to make a playlist to put a, a, at the top or something. That was six years ago. Oh my god. Is, is that possible, Jacob? Uh yeah, I can, we can make that happen for sure. Jacob said, uh Well, you can like search it, right? If you just like type it, you can like type in like the name of the show and it'll pop up or something, right? No, <laughs> no, I don't think Patreon, Patreon, but I can go through. I think you can though. Okay, well, we can definitely look into it. I would love to. I would love to make that happen. How do you search Patreon? All right, now, now, now we're just now we're just talking shop. All right, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, bitch. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.